<laughs> good morning, everybody. Yeah, good morning, everybody. It's time for Driving with Spirit, starring Victoria <laughs> and Stephen. And anyone else who cares to pop in. See, they're all ready to go. And they told me this morning they were going to be disruptive. So don't be surprised if you hear all kinds of noises like shut up. and shut up. I'm going to tell you to kiss my ass. See? See what I mean? <clears throat> anyway, listen, I've, um, I've had some very interesting visits in the last few weeks. I love flowers, and especially this time of year. Shut up! We're trying to make a recording! Yeah. Um, so I've had some very interesting visits. They're otherworldly visits. They're not from this planet. And they're not spirits, so that means they must be alien beings. Yeah, so, <laughs> or what, what, what are they telling? Oh, demons. We're all demons. Yeah, just, everyone's a demon. Yeah, if you're not a human, you must hey, be a demon. Listen, I can't. I can look through you, but I can't see. Well, there's nothing coming unless you're gonna. Unless you count this car coming. <laughs> okay, so. Thank you for your supernatural driving skills. Yes, actually, they do. They drive. I don't care what anyone says. You sound like Daffy Duck. They actually do drive. They they like it. They use Mike's memories and they drive cars. How about that? Um, so anyway, what I want to excuse me. Some of us actually were alive during. You know, we 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 know how to drive cars. Not all of you do. That's just the old guy in the I don't know the rocket chair. You. Not a lot of you guys don't know how to. No, drive. a lot of you guys don't know how to drive because you were. Spirits a long time ago before uh, cars came along. Yeah, and that, that's how it works. Yeah. Well, anyway, oh, I got. And, yeah, isn't that nice? You say you worry about backseat drivers. Well, we have about 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything, let me tell you. <laughs> I got people telling me, spirits telling me how to drive all the time. Just leave the driving to us. We promise we won't drive you into an 18 wheeler. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, can I please finish my sentence now? I don't know. Now, this is where we have to be extra careful here at this turn. You can go now. But there's a oh. car coming again, Victoria. <laughs> anyway, let's go. I don't want to die. Wait a minute. Listen, I'm trying to make a recording. You guys are interrupting me. Sorry, Jeff, go ahead. I'll take care of these guys in the background. Hey, yeah. listen, shut the hell up. What's wrong with you? Can we go now? Yes, go. There's nothing coming my I end. You said two times. Two times she almost got us in a car wreck. I did not. Someone's going to report us for driving down the road. It looked like one of those clown cars with about 50 people getting out. Do you have your driver's license? But, yeah, but I'm not driving. Steven is. Yes, I actually possessed a driver's license at one time, yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe driving Model T's. <laughs> Shut up, it's the same principle, plus I pay attention. I'm Don't sorry. you have a spirit driver's license? I thought Father had one and you had one, Stephen. Well, something like that, yeah, basically they know we know how to, you know. It's, it's hard to, to be able to drive, you got to find somebody. And, and, you know, it takes many years, it took a lot of years of trust that we had to build with Victoria before we were even allowed to drive the car. We're like, we were like kids. You had to learn how to drive, you know? Yeah. Uh, drive you off the cliff, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a good idea. Next time you give me a problem, I just drive you off the cliff. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, as I was saying, you guys, 
Get, give me a break now, okay? Um, I was visited this week by a Anunnaki. Now, as you know, a lot of us talk to Aya, and he's become a friend to humanity, and we hope that these beings, the Anunnaki that want to help humanity, will keep talking to us so that we know what's going on. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of false prophets. There's a lot of people telling you, you know, the Bible has got all your answers, this and that. Well, I'm going to tell you that the Bible's not, at the end of all of this, the Bible's not even going to matter, okay? Because what matters is that you people understand that you need to get to higher ground very soon because the pole shift is coming very soon. You need to get to the mountainous areas. Even in the Bible it says, you know, flee to the mountains. Well, there's a reason for that because every 3,600 years along comes the destructor. Give this guy herpes if he doesn't speed up. <laughs> um, about every 3,600 years the destructor comes and disrupts this planet and basically turns it upside down. And drains a lot of energy. That's, he's coming for his harvest. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. Now, we've spoken about the harvest before. So let me give you some information that was given to me by a member of the Anunnaki. Clebus uh, is one of those beings who... Clebus, yes. I saw him. He, he appeared the other night to you. I think it was... Yes. Yeah, yeah, he talked to you, didn't he, Clebus? Yes, he's all... He's very strange, but he's, he's very powerful, Clebus. Yes. He's very powerful. Anyway, the thing that Clebus does is that he goes throughout the universe, and what he does is he looks at different beings from different planets, and he picks those that he knows are highly spiritual or attuned to different energies. And uh, he and I have had a, a few conversations before. So on this planet, I am one of those people that have been picked to be spoken with from the Anunnaki and other beings outside of our planet. Now, what Clebus wants you to know is that some of you are seeing some very strange things happening in the sky, like grid designs or circles, lenses, and people are taking pictures of those things all the time. The, the protective layer that looks after our planet is breaking down, okay? And one of the reasons why the all of... The mesosphere! The mesosphere! The, the sky is falling! The mesosphere. Okay, there is a tear in it, or a rip in it. And for a lot of beings now, they're communicating with other entities, whereas they couldn't do this before. We also wanted to tell everyone to stay inside. And, um, um hi, this is, this is Sasha. Um, and, and you need to stay out of the sun um, as much as possible and don't, I know that it's counterintuitive because people want to go out in the sun and get sun on their skin and it's good for your health and it makes vitamin D and all that stuff, but you, you need to stay out of the sun right now because, and that's part of the reason why you see all the chemtrails in the sky, they're trying to protect against, you know, the rip and the tear, and, um, but yeah, you can get a lethal dose of radiation if you spend too much time out in the, in the sun and a lot of people are dropping dead and having heart attacks and all yeah. kinds of problems, so we wanted to warn about that stay out of the sun that's exactly what Reba, um, rebus no Ke Seba, 
Plebis? Plebis. Strange names, don't they? Why, you know, you don't ever hear about the almighty Susan or, you know, the almighty Steve. It's always <laughs> someone like Plebis or something. Yeah. I guess when you become more powerful, you get a cool name. Is that part of it? <laughs> well, Plebis was saying that one of the reasons why they're spraying so heavily right now is because if they didn't, the radiation levels that are coming from our sun, because of this tear, it, our mesosphere is breaking down. What would happen is that most people in America would be getting radiation poisoning. So I want you to understand why a lot of this spraying is being done right now. It's actually to protect the earth. Another the thing time to go out is at night or if it's cloudy, you can go out safely. But even with sunscreen, uh, it, the kind of radiation that's coming in won't protect you. Um, although there's some natural sunscreens that can help. Yeah. So. Um, there have been some photographs taken of some very strange cloud patterns and people are seeing lenses in like big bubbles in the sky. That's part of that technology that the aliens put on this planet a long, long time ago and every 3,600 years they basically have to come by and fix it. Now I know this sounds weird but... They drain energy, they drain a lot of plasma and um, they're draining a lot from the, the sun right now, which is part of the reason why there's a reduction in brightness, which is why they had to turn on the machine, the, the sun simulator, which then uh, humans went and patented. So you can look it up. I mean, people don't patent things unless they make them. And so they're up there. And uh, there's two or three different versions of this. Yep, she's right. So because this mesosphere is breaking down, what is happening too is that more and more humans are communicating with outside forces because that protective, it's kind of like when you ice a cake, you put that frosting on it and it's on the top of the, you know, the cake and it looks beautiful. Well, that's what's happened. Now the icing's all melting off the cake and there are a lot of things happening. I also wanted to tell you why that if, you, if you're offered a chip to put into your hand into your arm to pay for things so that you don't have to sign your name or anything like that, don't take the chip. Because the Anunnaki, when they come back onto this planet to cleanse it, they will be looking for those who are chipped. And I've been told that they will take that as the mark. Yeah, and, and if you're there and someone else is there and you have a chip and they don't, uh, they'll take the people that are chipped first yes. you know, because they've, they've uh, given up and they don't believe in the old ways. They're looking for anyone that can believe in the old ways. And I'm talking the, the Native American ways uh, and, and the, the, the earth-friendly ways to live and to love and to share. And if you don't have the, 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 the love of God in your heart, then there's going to be a problem. You, it's going to be difficult for you to be chosen. But the new world that will be restarted again, and there'll be approximately 500,000 people. I know that a lot of you have heard those numbers from the Georgia Guidestones, uh, where the uh, New World Order says we're going to start with 500,000. The reason why they know the exact number is because they know after the, the pole shift and after the council intervenes, what's going to happen is uh, there's going to be beings that are going to show up and make sure that the numbers are set correctly. It's sort of like the zookeepers coming pull all the zoo animals out to clean the cages out and then they put the, the certain number back together again so that everything's back in harmony because th this is this is their 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 farmland yes. th this is one of their farms the earth is a farm well that's why we we've told you repeatedly to watch 
um, Jupiter ascending because it tells the truth of what happens on this planet. So as I was saying, this whole um, number, if you are living in sacred lands, if you are close to mountains, now where we live in southern Colorado, we have the great mountain of the east. We're living near that. And the creator, and I know that some of you may or may not believe this, but I also speak to him from time to time. He loves this mountain and he loves this land. And he has promised to take care of the people who live in this land. So if you're looking for a safe place to go, for a refuge, the great mountain of the east has been chosen as one of the safe places on this planet. So that is something for you to think about. And you need to do it soon because I know that after talking with um, Clebus, there is a lot of things happening very soon. And they want to clean up a lot of the... They want to clean up a lot. That means that we pay for the repairs on the mesosphere through human lives. Now, I know that that sounds terrible, but this is the way it's always been. This planet has been cleansed numerous times. If you think about how old this planet is and the amount of different archaeological digs that they've found, this planet has gone through a cleansing numerous times. It's nothing new. Only this time, in this point in humanity, there is going to be basically, as Sasha said, that 500,000 remaining. And the Bible has really nothing to do with this. I know that there are a lot of people out there preaching the Bible and saying you just got to have faith in God and He'll take care of you. I'm sorry, but you have to take care of yourself too. And if anybody's out there telling you those things and they're still preaching from that Bible, they're not telling you the whole truth. The Bible is an inversion of the person or the being who really created this world as we know it. All the hate that we see, all the wars, the destruction, and everything that we see was created by him. And <clears throat> I often speak to him, and he knows that his time is quite short now. So he's trying to make deals with other beings in the universe because he knows that his time is just about up here. So <clears throat> I'm going to tell you guys that while the Bible has got some great wisdom in it, it is not going to save you at the end of the day. What's going to save you is your belief that what I'm telling you right now is the truth and that you will make a move towards the places that the Creator has said were refuges. There are at least three or four places on this planet that he has designated a refuge. One of them has to be where I live here at the Sacred Mountain of the East in Southern Colorado. That is one place. Well, that's handy. I guess you don't have to move then. Well, we, we did move, I mean, as far as, uh, uh, as a family, because the spirits moved with you. Yes, we moved. We moved from Florida so that we could live in a place that was designated safe. Now, this valley is surrounded by mountains, so even if there were tsunamis, we are still high enough between eight and 11,000 feet. And ringed in mountains, three sets, yeah. But the other thing that I wanted to mention to everyone is, listen, it doesn't matter. I mean, stuff is stuff. You can replace it. Ask uh, Michael and Victoria. The two of them literally just walked away from their home, everything, yeah. because they knew that that was the only way that they, they could do it. 
uh, and then they moved to Cal to uh, Colorado, and uh, and then they eventually moved to this area out here. So the Four Corners, you know. Yes, we live in the Four Corners, and I I, I know this sounds ridiculous, but think about it, people. You know, everyone's waiting for the uh, Jesus to come back. Well, let me tell you, a lot of the beings that were chosen to rule this universe were the Creator's firstborn children. They were the Anunnaki. Now, um, our history tells us that the Anunnaki are violent, they're this, they're that. And while there is good in, in humans, there is also good in the Anunnaki. There is also bad in the Anunnaki, just as there is bad in humans. So you have to find the balance. At some point, those that are going to be really wanting to survive what's coming will move, and they'll move to a safe zone. Those that don't will listen to the words of those who are still preaching from that book. And while I don't have anything against the Bible, I'm just telling you that at the end of this, if you're expecting to see Jesus coming down, it's not going to happen. Okay, the Anunnaki have been portraying roles on this planet for a very long time. And they also come back to this planet to teach us how to live, how to be. What if I told you that the Jesus entity that you think was God's firstborn son was actually an Anunnaki? How would you feel about that? Because that would change your perception about everything that you knew. And they do do this. Anunnaki do come back to this planet and live human lives and they live a life to learn from it. They go back and they tell their um, kind how we are doing on this planet. That's hey, listen. All of you guys, you're already eternal, okay? Uh, you're entrapped in a body, and I'm sure a lot of our longtime listeners know this, that you're encased in this body. Your soul is entwined within the body so that you have to wait for the body to physically die before you can be released. Now, everyone knows this, but what they don't know is that when you die, you end up in a beautiful place where you're given a choice of what you want to do. Do you want to reincarnate back on the planet? Well, this choice was taken from us for, for tens of millions of years as humans, and we had to keep reincarnating back on the earth, and you, you wouldn't be able to remember your past lives. So we were called the amnesiac race, because we would only remember the records that we left behind, and we'd have to be reindoctrinated every time with the same evil in order for this evil system to work, because we are all inherently born of the Creator and are inherently good. Uh, I know there's all kinds of arguments about that, but being inherently good means that we tend to err towards the side of good, even though we're surrounded in a world of evil. So uh, this planet is ruled by satanic powers. It always has been. These satanic powers reach far beyond the Bible. As you know, many of you also know that uh, um, a lot of the things that take place in the Bible uh, have taken place in other forms of literature. Uh, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, for example. There's a lot of stories that were taken directly from the Egyptian Book of the Dead, which was around a lot longer than the Christian religion and the Bible. And, of course, the Sumerian Tablets. Yes, thank you, Victoria. Yeah, so I also want to explain something about the moon. Now, we've talked about the moon before, that there is a dark Anunnaki who lives inside of the moon called Marduk. Now, Marduk was used, um, that name, in history, and the Sumerians talked about him. Well, he never wanted us to be free souls. He always wanted us to be enslaved so that he could steal energy from us. And you see, 
basically, he has been watching over the soul catcher the whole time, which is part of the moon's why it's there. It's actually a great machine. Now, when Clebus came, he explained to me this whole tear that's caused, that's been caused on the planet. When man decided to start using nuclear weapons, that created the tear. There was always an opening from the mesosphere that the aliens knew about that they were able to come and go as they pleased. But when humans started experimenting with this nuclear weaponry, which is one of the reasons why they didn't want us to have this technology. Because it was powerful enough to crack not only the mesosphere, but overlapping the mesosphere is a protective sphere yeah. that is being generated from the center of the earth that was a gift from the alien races that allow our zoo to continue. Right. So when we started messing around with this atomic energy, we have created this crack. Now the crack is widening and it's deepening. So at this point, the moon is kind of like being in a prison, okay? Uh, you've got the watchtower above the prisons where the guards stand to keep an eye to make sure all the walls are contained, that uh, the people inside the prison are safe and they're not trying to climb out. When our spaceships, when humans went to the moon, the first time they went to the moon, they were told to get off the moon and go back to where they came from. Because there are guardians that live on the moon to make sure that we don't escape and we don't leave our prison planet. Now, the moon is breaking, uh, the construction inside the moon is breaking down because everything else is breaking down right now. And that's why these alien beings need to come back and do repairs when they're going to come back and fix the sphere again, it means too that they're going to take payment. Part of that payment is, is harvesting humans. And I know that that sounds wicked and evil, but it's always been that way. This is why I try and explain to people that you need to watch Jupiter Ascending the movie because we're not the only planet that this happens to. And for those of you who can't get your noses out of the Bible, the Creator is not what you think He is. Okay, the Creator has allowed certain things to happen throughout the universe because it's like a culling. And when our cattle, when we have too many cattle, what do we do? We take the babies to the stockyards and we sell them and then we take the cattle to the slaughterhouses and we use them for food. This is the same process that happens throughout the universe. And humans are part of that. So I know this is extremely hard for people to understand. And a lot of the, uh, the ones out there touting that Jesus is coming back or we all have Christ inside of us. Well, the Christ may not be what you thought he was either. The Christ could have been very much an Anunnaki who came to this planet to try and help humanity. Where do you think the Ten Commandments came from? They didn't just come from the Creator. They came from others who came down here on this planet. Okay? When um, Daniel was uh, and Elijah were looking at things in the sky, they were talking about chariots on fire. They were speaking to alien beings. We have always been able to communicate with them. And we have always been able to 
learn from them. But this time around, it's very important that you understand because we are waking up again from a slumber. This is the time that we can change as human beings. You see, once that, that prison breaks down, we are free. They can't harvest our souls anymore and they can't do a lot of things to us anymore. But you have to fight the system. If you go and get chipped, well, that's not going to work out for you. Because in the end, when the Anunnaki do come back, and by the way, they have permission from the Creator to do these things. They are the sword. And your government. <laughs> yes, and our government sold us out a long time ago. But they have permission to come back onto this planet and do these things. And I know you think, well, you know, something big and mighty, the Creator's just using them. No, they are His firstborn children. And they were given the right to rule the universe. And that may not sit well with some of you, but that's the way it is. They were given the right to rule the universe. And they were given that right because they were the first that He created. So, at that point, you got to wonder what you're doing reading that book. Now, there is a being, uh, there is a human that says he speaks to the Father all the time. Well, I happen to know that he's not speaking to the Father all the time. Uh, I'm not going to name him. He's not speaking to the Father all the time. He makes some of that stuff up. Because I asked the Father about him, and the Father said he hasn't spoken to him for about two or three weeks now. But anyway, He's coming up with these strange ideas and he's telling you they're all, you know, you've got Christ in you and all of that. What, what you really have is Anunnaki genes inside of you. Most of you do. Um, as a matter of fact, all of us do. And that all of this spiritual power that he's trying to tell, tell you that you have, and when you pass, it'll just, you know, you'll stand before the Creator. That's not exactly true. Because the Bible is an inversion of the truth. And even he knows that. So, <clears throat> I want to say this to you. The people who live the old ways, who live in the ways of the early kingdom of Egypt, those who live with the tribes, those who live in harmony with the earth, they're the ones that will survive. It has... The meek shall inherit the earth, right? Isn't that what the Sumerian tablets said that the Bible stole? Yeah. Yeah, the meek. Meaning that the also that the Anunnaki love the tribal people, and so does the Creator for that much. Well, doesn't it make sense if you have cycles going on of 3,600 years that every, to them, that's a, a, a uh, crop of humans, right? So that's, to them, that was a generation. And that meant that, you know, that the next group of people would be the meek. The meek shall inherit the earth. Yep. Makes perfect sense. So they want us to live in harmony with the earth. The only people that I knew who ever have done that are the tribal people. The, um, they, they live in harmony with the earth. They don't need a lot. They still hunt off the land. They still live by many of the same traditions. And let me tell you, the tribal people speak with spirits all the time. Yeah, like the aboriginals of uh, Australia, Victoria. You could talk on that for hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you need to get to high ground. You need to get to land that is deemed sacred and you also need to understand that there are certain places on this planet that the Creator himself has deemed safe one of those places is where we live 
Now, I'm not trying to tell you that if you come out here, I'm going to do all these things for you. I will help you if I can. But I'm just one person who's telling you where there is a safe zone. And I happen to know a lot of people don't know where to go. What, what they are saying to people, which really irritates me, is that, you know, you just have to accept it and ba basically die. I don't think so. When the Creator says flee, He means flee. And He means get to the safe places. So if you're going to follow your Bible, then you should know that when Jerusalem was invaded by the Babylonians, it was those who went into the mountainous regions that survived. So again, the mountains are there for a reason. They will keep you safe. But you need to get to higher ground. You need to get to land that has been deemed safe. Not just sit there and wait for it. Get off the coastlines. Hey. Get out of the cities. And you guys ever play with a snow globe? Well, that's going to be the earth when the pole shifts. So uh, I think being at one of the highest points on the planet is pretty good planning to me. Yeah. That's when, you know, trillions of gallons of water has no place to go except to slosh around. And it's going to slosh across a lot of places. Yep. Yeah. If, if you tip a cup upside down with water in it, what happens? Spills everywhere. One other thing, there's going to be a huge major earthquake coming very soon. Well, I wouldn't be surprised with that Hawaiian volcano. Yeah, that's a pretty safe bet, but it actually is not going to happen right in Hawaii. Although there's going to be a huge explosion in Hawaii, too. Okay, there you go. Well, guys, I think uh, I've told you enough information for now. There's other things I could tell you. Um, there's a lot of visits going on right now from alien beings, not... Yeah. And so they're coming to Earth right now, and they're very curious about humans, and they want to do all these kinds of tests on you, like, you know, the pinch test. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to make sure, you know, you get a good pinch on the, on the side. And that, I'll tell you what, that sure helps me sleep well. <laughs> no, it just makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, I know Victoria wakes up swinging some nights. <laughs> yes. And I got these beings pinching me and doing tests on me and I'm like stop it <laughs> but it sounds kind of kinky <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not anyway it's annoying you guys always annoying Victoria uh, everyone's a bitch except for Victoria <laughs> yes <laughs> um, you guys have a good day and I'll talk to you I'll try and ca communicate very soon hey Chester stop feeding Lucinda cheese <laughs> oh gosh Bye, guys. I don't know.